Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I've got a problem. I want to pasture pigs, but I only have a little bit of land. How can I do it? What kind of chicken should I raise on my homestead? How do I grow corn on my property? Meat cow or milk cow? Are goats really the worst? What is the best breed of pig for my place? What is a soil pet? A Cornish cross is the devil. So how do I skin this deer? You ready to get your hands dirty? <laughs> it's Homesteady, the short edition. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Homesteady, the short edition. If you've never heard the show before, I want you to stop Go back, listen to one of our previous shows. This is a very different format that we're trying out. Uh, it's not the new format, it's just a different kind of show we're going to release. Uh, we have a normally a 45-minute show. It's uh, filled with stories and it's entertaining and fun, I think. Uh, but today we're going to try something different with Homesteady Shorts. It's going to be a short episode, not real long, uh, but we're going to talk about something very specific that might be a little bit more helpful if you're ready to dive into a, a deeper aspect of homesteading life. So we're gonna dive right in now. How to pasture pigs on a little bit of land. On my farm, every year we raise about 10 pigs. We raise two for ourselves, a third that we host a on-farm pig roast with, which is a blast. And then uh, we raise the other seven for families in the area, some of them our friends or fa uh, actual family and others are customers of ours and uh, a lot of people will split the pig or maybe buy a quarter uh, we love selling pigs pigs are a great animal for a homestead they're easy to grow you don't lose them to coyotes or foxes like you do chickens uh, they don't just get sick and die on you easily like chickens they're not as hard to keep in fencing as say goats are or even chickens <laughs> I'm really dissing chickens today uh, 
Chickens can fly over your fence. Goats can jump over. Goats can squeeze through or bust out. Now, that's not to say pigs aren't uh, hard to keep in, but if you fence properly for them, they're easier to keep in. Uh, So let's imagine you just have a little bit of land. Uh, Here at our farm, we don't have a lot of fenced-in area yet, and we wanted to make sure our pigs were on grass. So we figured out a way to do this that allowed the pigs to have 24 hours a day access to dirt and also daily access to grass. Now, if you picture the way we've set up our farm, we have what I call the holding pen, which is a escape-proof, solid pen. Then we have their run, and then we have the pasture. And those are three different areas. The holding pen was the first thing we did when we decided to get pigs. Pigs are known for being able to root underneath fences and rip them up. So we decided we needed something because we have, at the time we had two small children and uh, I have a day job that I leave for. We needed something that was escape proof that we could put pigs in. uh, If something went wrong with the fencing, they couldn't get out of the holding pen. So the holding pen is 15 by 15 uh, solid concrete. Uh, We framed it Put the posts and goat panels right down into the concrete, and it has two gates. So now this is a solid concrete structure with fencing right down into it, escape-proof for a pig. We then built a little three-walled with a roof enclosure for them to go under. We have their feeder in there and their water automatically hooked up to the hose. And in that, we fill that thing with hay. So it's nice and soft. They're not walking around on that hard concrete. They can go and burrow into the hay. Um, So that's the holding pen. And it's big enough to house a couple pigs for an entire, their entire lifetime if you wanted to just do a couple pigs like that. They can eat the hay. That gets them the same benefits as a grass-fed animal. Uh, And then you feed them, water them. The first year we did pigs, they just lived in the holding pen. We only did two. And they lived in that their whole life. And they were very happy. We gave them uh, stuff out of the garden that we pulled up. And, uh, you know, scraps from our own house. So they were getting greens. They were getting all kinds of different food. They were super happy. And they did great. But you can't keep 10 pigs in there. And as we decided to grow, we wanted to make sure that our pigs had access to dirt every day. We knew that's what we wanted. That's what our customers would want. Uh, they'd want a grass-fed animal. So we started to fence in an area in the back. We fenced in a whole back corner of the property. There was an apple tree there, and it goes into the woods a little bit, so there's some nice shade. And uh, the next year, we let the pigs out in there. And uh, now we had room for 10 pigs. We had the customers for it, uh, and the pigs went out. And at the time, I had planted a nice pasture mix and... Uh, I didn't want to do electric fencing because I have small children and I didn't want them getting shocked all the time. And I didn't want to have to worry if the fence went down, you know, if we had heavy snow or a bad storm or something. So we just did regular, you know, woven wire to posts all around the the pasture. And we let the pigs out and that was probably, uh, probably about half an acre, maybe more. 
the pigs went out, and I'm not even kidding you, in maybe two weeks' time, it went from this lush green pasture to a moonscape. Pigs tear up every ounce of grass that you have. There's a farmer near us. He raises pigs and he raises cows. And we were chatting and I was asking if he puts his pigs out on pasture. And he says he doesn't like to because they rip it up so bad that the cows can't use the pasture. Uh, So if you've had pigs before on grass or you would like to know that, they are going to rip that pasture up completely unless you move them. So the way many people will tell you to raise pigs is with electric fencing and you move them. And that's a fine way to do it. But I didn't, again, I didn't want to do electric because of our, our kids and the amount of work that it is to move electric all the time. Um, I have a regular day job. I didn't want to have to move the pigs on a every few day kind of basis. Uh, so I needed to come up with a plan that allowed me to have pigs on grass all year long and yet also um, would would be on grass all year long, but wouldn't be really hard to do. So what we've done to solve this problem is we've had a third area, and that's the pasture. It used to be our garden. It was a really big area, uh, but we decided to move the garden out of there because we couldn't keep up with such a big garden, move the garden into raised beds, and give that whole fenced-in area to the pigs as pasture. Uh, But the key is they don't have all day long access to it. Now, I want a grass-fed animal as much as anybody doing this does. Uh, And just like a person, if we eat our greens every day, we're going to be filled with vitamins. We're going to be healthy. But that doesn't mean we have to eat salad all day long. We can eat our salad and we can have some other things too. Uh, So what we've done is we have the holding pen, which the pigs, the gate is open. The pigs go in and out of that as they please. Uh, That's where they're fed their actual uh, feed and where their water is. And also, again, that structure with a bunch of hay in it. Then they have permanent access to their run, which is literally the surface of Mars. It is all dirt and big rocks, and it looks awful. And every year I have to go in there with a rock rake on my machine and scoop up all the rocks. I should be selling rocks at the rate these pigs dig them up. So that thing's a moonscape. But now I have this third area, which there's a gate. And every morning I go out and I do the animals. And the first thing I do is I open up that gate and let the pigs go into the pasture. They run into that pasture and enjoy it. They run around munching on all the grass. But before I leave for work, it gives them about an hour, maybe two hours, depending on the day. I get them out of the pasture. Close the gate back up. Give that grass a chance to grow a little bit more. You do this every day. You give them a short time on the same area of pasture. You are able to then keep your grass. There's always a pasture for them. They get to go eat their salad every day. uh, But you don't come home to a moonscape after two weeks. And you also don't have to move them. And you don't have to move electric fencing. You don't have to have electric fencing. It's a great system. All you need is two pasture areas separated by a gate and something that the pigs can run right through. Uh, Now, the last piece of this puzzle, and you might be thinking in your head, okay, I got my pigs, I got my two fenced-in areas. How am I going to get them out of that grass? If you give the pigs the option, you got hungry pigs, this happened just yesterday, uh, they'd run out of feed and they weren't in the pasture 
And I went out back and I filled up their feeder and I opened the gate to the pasture. They had their choice. Do you want your feed mix? We use a locally grown um, GMO-free corn and soybean mix. So they had their option. They could have their feed or they could have fresh grass. The pigs all ran to the grass. Nobody cared to go to the feed. So they really love it. So how do you get pigs to then come out of that pasture so that you can close that gate and keep it from becoming a moonscape after a, a couple of days? Well, the key is you have to train your piglets. So when you get your piglets, and whether you breed yourself or you go and buy them as feeders or weaned pigs, you might call them shoats, you might call them weaners or whatever, growers. Uh, but when you get those pigs on farm, whatever way you do that, make sure you start training them right away. Pigs are a smart animal. They're easy to teach. And what you want to teach them is to come when called. And the number one way to do that is with food. Just like training any other, training a puppy, training a lion. <laughs> I don't know, maybe you don't train a lion with food. That's probably a bad idea. <laughs> um, but the same way you train a dog with treats. You make a call, you give them the same treat in the same way, they'll learn to come to you very quickly. Uh, so what I do when the pigs arrive, I take a white five-gallon bucket I get at Tractor Supply. You take that bucket and you fill it up with slop, whether that's scraps from your house or treats, or just a different kind of feed that tastes different that they'd be interested in, you know, some fresh fruit, uh, whatever you want to use, something different than their everyday feed that they're going to like more. You take it in that five-gallon bucket, mine's a big white bucket, and I walk down to the pig pen and I yell, Hey, piggy, piggy! Hey, piggy, piggy! Every time I do the same thing. Yell, here, piggy! They see the white bucket. And at first, they're totally scared of me, those pigs. They don't know me. They're not used to close human interaction. They never come. But I do that every day. Walk down there, give them their bucket. Walk down there, give them their bucket. And they don't get into that pasture yet. I just keep them in their run. And now when they first arrive, the run, is, the run has grass too. So they're on grass. They get the grass from day one. Uh, but... Before they just completely destroy that run, they have the grass. They're small at that time, so it lasts a little bit longer. And every day I'm going down with some kind of treat, yelling, here, piggy. They see the white bucket. And before you know it, when I come home from work and I pull up there, now all ten big fat pigs come running and grunting. Oof, and they come running up to me like a pup, like my dog does when I get home. <laughs> so you train your pigs. They see that white bucket, and the reason you want to use sound and sight, uh, let's say you want to go on vacation and you got a house sitter who's watching your animals for a couple days. All it takes is that white bucket. They don't even need to hear your call. If they see that white bucket, they're going to come running. Uh, I do that with, with our farm sitter when we leave. Give them the white bucket, tell them the call, and that way if the pigs ever escape, that's another nice thing. If you have these pigs that will come when called, and they get out of their fencing, all you do, you grab your white bucket, you say, here, piggy, and you walk that thing right back into the fencing. So if you do that, if you train your pigs to come to a call, now you can let them out into your pasture, give them an hour, don't let them go deep or start tearing up stuff, but give them enough time, give them a half hour if you don't have enough. The key is you want them to eat grass every day. 
just like a person. If we eat our salad every day, we're going to get those nutrients. If we eat vegetables every day, we're going to be healthy. Uh, we don't want to eat two weeks of vegetables and then have none left. Same with pigs. If you let them sit on that pasture and just destroy it, that's not going to do you any good come harvest time. Uh, the same thing goes with you don't want to wait their whole lifespan and then put them on grass in the last two weeks. Same thing with people. We can't just in a couple weeks get these nutrients that we need. So if you want to have an animal that's grass-fed, that's getting a daily dose of greens, but you don't have a ton of land or an electric fence that you can constantly be moving, set up this two-pasture system, the run, the pasture, and train your pigs to come when called. You'll be good to go. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this short. It's a little more intense. It's a little more focused on a subject. We didn't call Accountant Mike. If this is your first time listening to the show, please go back and listen to a full-length episode. They're really fun. Uh, we have a friend of mine who's an accountant who lives in the city, and we go back and forth, and we argue about whether or not this stuff is uh, worth your use of time, which is real fun. We have lots of stories. Uh, but I figured it would be nice to have an episode that dove deep into a topic. And we're going to have a few more shorts and uh, then we'll have another full-length episode. I want to know what you think. Email us at aust at thisishomesteady.com. Let us know what you think about the shorts. Uh, let us know what you think about the full-length episodes. Share your experiences. Leave us a review on iTunes. That would be super helpful. And now there's something I want you to do right now. You've listened to the whole show. Please take a moment if you're listening on your phone, or you're listening on your device, go to Facebook and like This Is Homesteady. Like the Homesteady page. We want to be able to interact with you on more ways than one. Get to get the message out. You tell us what you want to hear for shows and episodes. We're even going to have an Ask Accountant Mike segment coming up soon. Uh, so take a moment. Go to the This Is Homesteady Facebook page. This Is Homesteady that's the URL, facebook.com slash thisishomesteady. Like the page, uh, tell us what you think, and we'll see you with our next episode. Do you want to come on vacation with us? The next Homesteady short is going to be the Rhode Island trip. We talked about it in the berry picking episode. We talked about it in the fishing episode. You get to come on vacation with me, with Accountant Mike, our wives, my kids. We all go. We go fishing. You're going to hear the tales from the boat. We're recording on the boat while we're fishing. Find out what happens. Do I catch any fish? Does Accountant Mike catch fish? Any keepers? How do we cook them? That's next on Homesteady. And until then, remember, the road is rocky. Make Homesteady.